a factual data creation facility production. Welcome to the Straight From The Desk podcast, a podcast where I discuss but three things. Two are topical, while the last can be considered as flexible. So sit back and enjoy. If you like what you hear, click on that donation link, which can be found within the show notes. Any donation will be appreciated. So let's get started. Before I get started, I'd like to give a shout out to the donation I received last week. Like I've said previously, donations are anonymous, so I can't shout you out by name. Anyway, thank you for supporting the podcast. I really do appreciate it. First up, in wake of the horrendous mass shooting which took place in Nashville, Tennessee, the mainstream media seems to be more concerned with the murderer's correct pronouns than the actual crime. Another narrative is that the criminal is also a victim. I'm disgusted by this and I'm sure many others are, and just shows how far journalism has fallen in this country. And yet the news media wonders why the public trust in them has and continues to fall. No good can come when the overwhelming majority of the news media is lockstep with the government narrative. This also helps explain why the government keeps attempting to form disinformation committees and pass legislation that would allow non-elected entities to monitor and control what information a citizen can see on social media platforms and are attempting to do the same thing with podcasts. As far as podcasts go, the powers that be still haven't figured out how to constrain the humble RSS feed, which true podcasts rely on for distribution. I guess they could attack the hosting services, but all that would do is create a new industry of overseas podcast hosting services who would be willing and able to fill in. Now back to the perpetrator of the murderous mass shooting. When you take the lives of six innocent people, including three nine-year-old children, I think you have forfeited any rights to be referred to by your imaginary identity. Speaking of which, we know the murderer was undergoing treatment for a behavioral disorder combined with being in the midst of a gender transition. I would like to know what drugs were prescribed for both conditions and the interaction between them. I would also like to know what the contents of the manifest left behind were. Alas, we probably will never know either thing. The pharmaceutical industry and the special interest gender agenda would both be damaged, something the elites will never allow to happen. Of course, the call for gun control is currently at fever pitch, as expected, but the real, final objective here isn't control. It's confiscation. An unarmed public is vulnerable to the whims of the elites and their government puppets, which is what they want. If you look back at history, it's all the elites have ever wanted. Next, a New York grand jury has indeed indicted former President Trump Thursday. The timing of this, to me anyway, is suspect. Could it be to distract from the details of the mass shooting? Details of the indictment haven't been made public yet, but... Most assume it concerns the supposed hush money payment to former porn star Stormy Daniels. If that is, in fact, the charge, it's nothing more than a, an excuse the pun, trumped-up misdemeanor charge made into a felony. I'd be surprised if this case ever made it to trial. However, this sets the precedent of the ruling party going after its rivals after they leave office. 
The older method was to have various weaponized government agencies persecute a target, which was sharply honed during the Obama regime. But I guess either no crime that would stick could be found, or it would have just been too obvious. The New York State prosecutor is an elected position and is now being held by a member of the Democratic Party, who I believe was pressured into bringing this case. I assume the goal here is to tarnish the former president, but it will only excite his base and may even swing some independents to his side. Perhaps this is the goal, to ensure that Trump is the candidate for the 2024 presidential election, because the Democrats figure he would be easier to defeat. All I can say is, how did that go back in 2016? Finally, last week, a United States-owned company's Beijing headquarters was raided and some local employees were arrested. You know, this happens now and then over in communist China, but this particular event got my attention because of the firm's name. The name of the company is Due Diligence. If you're a study listener of this podcast, you may recall that I talked about the illegal release of military records of some Republican candidates by the U.S. Air Force to a Democratic National Committee-founded and funded opposition research outfit named Due Diligence. I couldn't find if the Beijing outfit is linked to the U.S. entity of the same name, but I wouldn't be surprised if it were. The story has quickly died, which to me is a red flag. Someone or some agency killed the story as soon as it popped up. The Mintz Group, who operates due diligence, at least internationally, quickly closed down the company's operations in China. My theory on this event is the purpose of the due diligence operation is to find dirt on the opposition of its customer or customers. I'm positive that dirty tricks are employed if no such dirty laundry can easily be found on the target or... Maybe the victim would be a more apt term. Though there is only one political party in China, and that would be the Communist Party of China, there exist different factions within the party, be it local or national. I have the feeling that due diligence was hired by one faction to get derogatory information on another faction, and that the target faction was probably more powerful and somehow had gotten word about this. While these types of political ops may work in countries that have democracies, they don't work, well, at least for long, in authoritarian states such as China. Even countries with a democratically elected form of government should be wary of foreign firms such as this and so-called non-governmental organizations, as they are the perfect place to hide a hostile government's intelligence agencies of operatives with a hidden agenda only their masters know. What do you think? Here's some fun facts. Former child climate activist Greta Thunberg has come out as a full-blown communist. Who didn't predict this development? The person within the U.S. government who receives the most, quote, contributions, unquote, from the largest hedge fund in the world, which would be the odious ESG-fueled BlackRock, is none other than New York's own Senator Chuck Schumer. The former U.S. Customs Service is rapidly becoming the Federal Police Service, a process started during the Obama administration. I'll have a piece on this in the future. Well, that'll do it for this episode. Hope you enjoyed it. You can send comments, suggestions, or complaints to sftdpod23 at gmail.com. Again, 
Thank you for the donations this show has received. Take care. I'll see you next time.